Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. Aussie Tech Heads episode 357. My name is Glenn, and tonight we're going to run through, as usual, usual tech news stories that, well, some that have tweaked my interest through the week, and some that have tweaked the panel's interest through the week. Aussie Tech Heads is brought to you by the ATH Web Hosting, and you can find them at athwebhosting.com.au. Now, if you're looking for a little plan to put your little blog or your little web page somewhere, we can come along and have a look at what we've got to offer. And if there's something there that you don't find that suits you, send me an email and we can uh, make it work for you. That's athwebhosting.com.au. Now, you can do uh, web hosting just like our mate Milo. Who he's uh, he's done a web page and I look I can even show you now this little one here MiloAviation.com there you go he's onto the uh, onto web pages and I think that's number two that he's got with us so good on you Milo he's flying uh, I don't know what he's doing Microsoft fly your plane stuff and there so he's just writing about it so yeah go and have a look at that uh, athwebhosting.com.au and we do want to welcome the the great panel tonight, and it's a very small one, just like last week. Uh, we've got Shane. Hey, Shane, how you doing? Hey, Glenn. How, how you going, everyone? Yeah, good. Now, what have you been up to? I think just before the show, you told me that you've got your phone back. You might yes, want to, just... not actually my original phone. Oh, okay. Um, just tell the story, the, the backstory as well. Yeah, just just briefly, please. Yeah, well, what had happened was about two weeks ago, the phone, the phone was playing up in the, it would like freeze, and before that, Facebook wasn't actually um, loading photos. Now that's a bit weird, um, but that turned out to be like a non-related issue. That was an issue with Facebook apparently. But anyway, the phone would freeze for a couple of days, that kind of thing, um, and then yeah, you turn it off, turn it on again, it would keep going for a while, and then finally, I thought no nah, stuff this, I'll try and do a reset of the phone and you know start again, kind of thing. Hmm. And it just got to the last um, reboot, and then it just never came back. Hmm, so I right. took it to um, Telstra yep. and explained the situation to them. Um, <clears throat> made it look a little bit neater than what it was at the time, <laughs> and they um, they sent it away. And sure enough, a couple of days later, they said, "Oh, the phone's damaged because it's been dropped. So it's therefore it's not covered under warranty. Two hundred thirty dollars. Thanks for coming." Sweet. <laughs> and I said, I wrote a letter to. I wrote the email back saying, "Look, I acknowledge that I dropped it." But I dropped it back in, you know, when I first got it. Mm. Put a um, cover on it since then, and it's a bit weird that it would go for months and then all of a sudden cark it. Well, that's what happened to so, my iPhone. <laughs> so, well, the story gets better. So the Telstra rep Mine sort of wrote back saying, "Yeah, I can understand why they said, um, you know, it's not covered by warranty, but 
I can also understand your frustration, the fact that you reckon you dropped it and then like six months later it dies. So they waived the $230 fee, nice. um, which is good of them. And with HDC, it's not a repair warranty. It's a replacement warranty. So I've got a brand new phone. Nice. Good work. And you've got it there. Yes. Show us your yes, brand new brand phone. New, uh, oh. HDC, HDC One. That's so it's exactly the same as what I had before, black phone. And it's already and, in a um, cover. No, it's the cover that I already have in the other one. Yeah, but you put it in the so, cover straight away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before I even left the shop, so yeah, they gave boy. me a loan phone as well. While I was, um, my my phone was getting, you know, replaced or whatever. So I had mm. a Microsoft Windows phone. Nice. So I got to experience that for. How'd that go? Yeah, it wasn't as horrific as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you, know, you hear the horror stories. You know, people saying it's a piece of crap and all that kind of thing. And I mean, it's a learning curve because it's a different operating system. Mm. But and there are certain things in there that I found a bit weird and. No, I probably wouldn't use it long term. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, did you find like did it, it interact with your normal PC environment, or did you go that deep into it, or did you just sort of just? Uh, no, I didn't because I I didn't want to kind of customize it and personalize it too much because mm. I knew that at some point I was going to give it back. Um, but I had to set up work email on it, my personal email on it. I downloaded um. A couple of apps, but nothing, you know, I didn't even worry about Winamp. Well, that's the other thing I, I found that obviously I knew anyway that there's next to no app uh, apps for for what I wanted and all that kind of thing. So now you, I'm, I'm happy that I've got my HTC back. You were a recent convert from the iPhone, weren't you? So. Yes. And um, my, my own phone uh, was the 3GS and then I had the 4, which was a work phone. Yeah. Um, and so, so I guess with the 3GS and then comparing it to the 4, the 4S and, and the other 5 and then whatever's coming out next week. Yeah. Um, I probably wasn't really comparing it uh, apples with apples because, I mean, yeah, the 3GS doesn't do Siri. The 4, even the work phone with the 4 hmm. doesn't do Siri. So, um, you know, I've gone from, you know, a, a Holden to a Porsche. Yeah. And do you think you'd go back to the iPhone? Uh, I probably wouldn't go any earlier than the five, um, mainly because of the whole Siri kind of thing. But um, hmm. I've downloaded a when I did the whole rethink of this phone. Obviously, I with my Google account, there's some apps that I had for my tablet that were yeah that tried to install itself themselves, and there was an assistant there that um, I might get back into because I was using that on the tablet because that didn't support Google Now and all that kind of thing. So. I might run with that and see how that goes. Compare mm. that with, say, Google Now and and oh, yeah. which one's better. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you where you could get some uh, really cheap iPhones, <clears throat> like really, really cheap, brand new, really, really cheap down in Bendigo. Oh no, Ballarat. They 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 can't go around the the lurky dark corners of Ballarat of a night, and you might find yourself a nice little iPhone from uh, JB Hi-Fi. Apparently, the thieves have raided. J, a JB Hi-Fi in Ballarat stole $40,000 worth of Apple products at 2 a.m. in a three-minute raid on the joint. Now, the uh, offenders apparently jimmied open <laughs> the store in Ballarat. They grabbed all the iPads, iPhones, put them in a Duna cover and took off in a, a small black sedan. So if you do see that ball, small black sedan, uh, yeah, to say, hey, iPod, iPods. It's like you know. So is that all they? That all they talk? Just Apple products? Yes, 
Yes, just Apple stuff. It's like, remember, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's ever happened to you. I think we might have been, we spoke about this on maybe one of the one of the shows, I can't remember. But up here, I've been approached years ago now, but twice, uh, or at least twice, three times. I've bought twice. <laughs> Someone pulling up beside of you in the on the highway, you know, the Gold Coast Highway, which is not a, a freeway. It's just, uh, you know, it's got lights and everything, 60 in some areas. But the, the old Gold Coast Highway there. Uh, yeah, and they pull up beside you. They go, you want to buy some speakers? And you know, you go, mm, okay. <laughs> so you'd pull over, and then they'd whip the, you know, they they whack the sides of the van open, and you get to see them. They give them, they give you the spiel. You know, these are real good. The boss has sent us out here. He's got too much stuff, and you're just going, yeah, yeah, sure, mate. And uh, <laughs> and then yeah, they go, well, they're four hundred, and you know, and back then, you know, what you knew that the speakers that like that, they were pretty big, massive ones, the ones I bought. You know, they probably blah, maybe six, seven hundred dollars worth. So you go, yeah, yeah, go to the ADM. And uh, come back and yeah, chuck them straight in your car. What's <laughs> good, but uh, yeah, and maybe they weren't stolen. Probably, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> yes. But uh, but you know that's what makes it all all good, doesn't it? It puts the excitement into the transaction. So uh, maybe yeah, maybe that's what's going to happen in Ballarat. You drive along if you're down in Ballarat. If a if a black sedan pulls up beside you and says, "You want to buy an iPod?" You go, oh, I know where they've come from. Yeah, I'll have one. I know they're pretty new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so poor old JB Hi-Fi. Anyway, but, you know, that's what happens. But had Jimmy and open the Jimmy, I like that. Jimmy, Jimmy. But talking of uh, apples, we all know the big event. The big event uh, next Wednesday morning, our time. Now, I have the exact time. I think it was 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, is that something you get up for, Shane? You get up for Apple no. events? No? Not into no. it? No. Oh, come on. It's no, like hopefully. Um, I mean, if the launch is this month, rumours are that it's going to be actually available in October. And um, with any luck, I'll be in the in the country where they'll be available first. Mm, yes. Well, the, the uh, iPhone release date has been confirmed. Apple has sent out the invitations. And for those on video, I'll show you a... Uh, there we go. That's what it looked like. Apple has sent out an invitation for a press event next week. Widely, widely expected to mark the arrival of the next iPhone. Now, the event will start at Wednesday at 4 a.m., which is uh, Eastern Standard Time. So, Shane, that'd be, what, 6 o'clock your time? 6 a.m.? No, no 2 a.m. Oh, you could stay up for it. Don't get up. Yeah, you could, I could stay you up. Could stay up. Get up. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Now, reports suggest Apple will release the iPhone 5S as well as the 5C, uh, which we all know now is a cheaper model, uh, but and within and in different colours, with leaked photos suggesting it will come in blue, green, yellow, and white. Can't wait. Uh, the I heard you guys talking on the other show. Sorry, um, that you were speculating or you weren't. You were talking about the the specs and where it all kind of fits in and you were thinking that maybe that the 5C would come in underneath the, the 5 spec-wise? Mm. It'd have to, wouldn't it? It'd, it'd have to. You'd think so because it is cheap. But then anyway, you, yeah, all will be revealed. I'm just saying, all will be revealed. And uh, But for a more, more, maybe more in-depth chat about iPhone and Apple stuff, and I say maybe, <laughs> and, Shane, and Shane was referring to the other show being Aussie Maxone. You can find the uh, podcast on iTunes and also the video and also the AussieMaxone.com.au webpage. So uh, go check that out if you're, if you're into all that sort of stuff. Uh, but just to end off on the iPhone, uh, the iPhone 5S or iPhone 6, 
So no one's real sure what it's going to be, but I think the the push is uh, the 5S. That's the normal pattern that's been uh, been dealt over the over the previous years. It's thought to be a be a higher end model to see to succeed the iPhone 5. Well, obviously, otherwise there'd be no point. And it's expected to come with the fingerprint reader, improved camera, and also come in different colours, including gold. Yeah. Now the iPhones are expected. Well, no, the French get upset, don't they? You're not allowed. <laughs> Froggies, they get upset. Uh, the handsets are expected to arrive in stores by September 20. So there you go. So you might just miss out on that, Shane. When are you going? October. Yeah, I get there on the 3rd of October. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, in China, because Apple's got news all over the show, Apple has <laughs> Apple has invited Chinese journalists to an event in Beijing on the 11th of September. A company spokesman said just hours after it is expected to unveil its iPhone, uh, new iPhone model in the US. The event will mark the first time that the company that Apple has held near simultaneous briefings uh, in the US and China, the, the China being the world's biggest uh, mobile phone market. So, yeah, there's a few mobile phones over there. For, that's I for thought sure. they weren't going to... Um... Send, oh, I mean, they're obviously going to send invitations, but I didn't think they were going to make them public and you were going to get in trouble if you told people you had an invitation. And uh, Yes, but I think now that the invites and the events close, it's, you know, they've got to extract every morsel of publicity that they can. So I guess now that the event's, what, less than a week away, that, uh, yeah, you know, now it's uh, embargoes are off. Tell people you've been invited. But how crazy! How crazy is that? Putting an embargo of such of sorts on people, you can't even tell people if you've got an invitation. You know, yeah. well, it's not against the law, but it, you just probably wouldn't get another one. So <laughs> you just don't, you don't do it, do you? You get banned from a lot, Leo. Yes, but wasn't Leo banned? And we're talking Leo Laporte, if anyone doesn't know who does the Twit podcast. But wasn't Leo banned because he he streamed it on his iPad? While he was sitting in no, the... No, no, it was, it was the... the iPad launch and he had his laptop <laughs> on his lap. <laughs> oh, you know, no sense of humour, have they, over there at Apple? No. But, uh, no. but you know, they're, they're helping us out. They're, they're trying to recycle the phones and they've got this recycling uh, thing going at the moment, you know, the plan or the service where they take your phone, they recycle it for you, whatever they do, blend it, whatever, and they give you the, the bits the whatever it's worth in a, in a gift <laughs> card. They don't give you the bits, they keep the bits. I reckon what they do is they just fix it up and sell it as a refurbished one, obviously. But uh, but anyway, this week Apple launched the iPhone trade-in scheme. So it's not the recycle scheme, this is the trade-in scheme. So what this is happen- what's this doing? Apple, it, it's so only... This is a separate thing. Yes, so it's only in the US at the moment. So Apple in the US has launched the iPhone trading program through their stores, through the local stores. Apple in the US will accept previously owned iPhones that still power on. So, you know, I've got an old 3G that still powers on, but for the last four years, it it, it just won't connect to the Wi-Fi. I don't know why. It just won't. 
So anyway, you know, you take it over to Apple and they go, oh, gee, that's too old. We don't want to know about that. Oh, get out, get out. <laughs> and so, But anyway, so depending on the condition of the iPhone, you could receive up to $280 towards a new iPhone model. So any customer taking advantage of the program must have or leave the retail store under a contract. Uh, but the advice going around is, you know, before you use the Apple trade-in scheme, that check, check the price of what you would otherwise get on eBay or Amazon or wherever. Green, what, what's that other one? Bloody. Um, uh, we don't have Gazelle over here, do we? No, no. But we've got the, uh, well, I don't know, there's, a, there's another eBay one. What's that thing called? We, oh, geez, I'm on it all the time. It started with G. I can't believe I can't remember that. Anyway, there's eBay. There's starts with G. Anyway, I don't know. It's gone. It's gone, and it's free. It's gone. What is this? Good something. I'll remember it. I'll remember it in a minute. <laughs> I'll just come out. I'll just come out with it halfway through the show, and then you go, "Oh yeah, he's remembered it." But uh, yeah, so there you go. On the it wasn't Garage Band. It wasn't Garage. Is it Garage? It's gonna piss him off now. I <laughs> know. Oh, I'm gonna have to try and Google it. Gumtree. That's what it is. <laughs> Thanks, PA. I knew. I knew. I knew. It started with G. Now, now, PA. Of course, he's in the he's in the lounge. He's in the live lounge. So, hello to everyone sitting in the lounge tonight. You can also join them in the lounge if you like, and you can at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash live. That's around seven thirty p.m. Eastern time uh, every Thursday. Like right now, we're live, streaming to the world, to the world. Can you believe it? Live, as live, in, not in my pajamas, but live because it's on video. All right, now where else are we going to go? Let's, Shane, what did, what stories did you pull out? You pulled out a couple out this week. Do you want me to do my stories, or do you want me to do the week that was? Oh, we forgot. Oh, jeez. So I told you something would I would forget something being so light on the hosts tonight. In well, I better <laughs> better say yes, we are light on. Uh, everyone had something on. So there you go. Will's on holidays. Uh, Warlock's doing the Aussie Max Zone. Eric's, I don't know, getting ready for the election. Uh, just left Shane. So, <laughs> so, but each week Shane does have what happened this week in tech history. Thanks to the yeah. Tom Merritt's chronology of techie cheats. He just, he just spins them out of the Tom's hard Steals work. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and and, and uh, yeah, so if you see Shane pull up beside you on the side of a road, <laughs> you want some tech news history? <laughs> You'll know where they come from. <laughs> All right, what have you got? <laughs> All right, let's go with uh, September. Uh, I'll try that again in English. September 1, 1996, Apple released its Pippin game console in the US. The idea was to provide an inexpensive game-focused computer. Apple licensed third parties like Bondle or Bondi, Bandai to make uh, Pippin consoles. Pippin. Uh, I've never heard of it. Don't know if it was any good. No, no. Uh, yeah, never heard of it. What else? Give us another. Win us another couple. Uh, yeah, September two, uh, nineteen ninety-seven. IBM announced that its RS six thousand SP model parallel supercomputer supercomputer was now fifty-eight percent faster Ooh. than Deep Blue, the computer that beat uh, Kasparov at chess. Do you play um, chess? Which is probably back in nineteen ninety seven. I'd say that um, our normal computers are probably faster than that thing now. Probably. Did do you play chess? Nah, not very well. 
Mm. No, nah, neither. I don't uh, really play it either. Never, never went down that kind of path at at school where I was kind of that nerdy where I played chess and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no. Nah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I like chess. I don't mind it. But, uh, yeah, I never entered any competitions or anything. Keep <laughs> 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 going. Uh, September 4, 1956. Another IBM um. IBM introduced the IBM 350 disk storage unit for the Ramac 305, the first commercial computer to use magnetic storage, magnetic disk storage. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah sweet. Sweet. Uh, September 4, again, 1998 this time, Larry Page and Sergey Brin filed a incorporation of, filed for incorporation of Google allowing them uh, to cash a $100,000 check. Andy, yeah, there's I'm going to butcher this guy. <laughs> Bechtel Shane. Shane. <laughs> Co-founder of Sun had written for Google Inc. Mm. Um, obviously, because he wrote out Google Inc. and Google Inc. didn't exist then. They had to do that to cash the check. Mm. And September uh, 5, 2007. Uh, yeah, Apple introduced the iPod. Is that the one you want? Yeah. yeah. Apple introduced the iPod Touch, bringing the multi-touch first introduced on the iPhone to its popular iPod line. There you go. Actually, you would have thought that there'd be uh, probably a few more Apple stories in that lineup, wouldn't you? There probably is, but uh, because you know, because this is always when they're releasing stuff and announcing stuff and having a good old gay time on the, you know. So it's uh, you thought there would have been a few more. All right, yep. look, let me let me go back up. Let's let's even this Apple-sided show out with some Windows <laughs> stories, eh? Windows yeah. 8 sees its biggest jump in market share since its launch. Good old Windows 8. That's not that mm. very nice. Uh, now, I'll give you some more info about this. These uh, figures show Windows 8 increasing, <laughs> increasing its market share. It I like he's trying to drop something. I know each week, uh, listeners, I try and find a scary photo of Steve Ballmer. <laughs> and, and each week... I succeed. <laughs> so uh, figures show Windows 8 increases its market share from 5.4% in July to 7.4% in August. Now this is five. This is by far the biggest jump since the uh, since Windows 8 arrived on the market almost a year ago. Interestingly, I suppose down on the XP camp. Uh, it has fallen. The XP's fallen from 37.1% to 33.7%. Uh, while Windows 7 shows a small uplift. Now, just to put these figures into perspective and you think, well, how do they get these figures and why should I believe these figures and, you know, all that sort of stuff. There's not really too many reasons why you should believe these figures when I tell you where they come from. <laughs> Apparently, because they, like, they don't tap into, you know, the Microsoft point-of-sale system or anything like that. It's, uh, it's just it's recorded by comp this company. Uh, I'm not sure in, in this instance who this company was, but the, the full story, all these stories, by the way, are in the show notes with links to the actual story, uh, which is at the aussietechheads.com.au uh, website. Just go show notes and uh, you know, check the show notes out. Uh, but anyway, the surge could be merely as a result of employees who are more than likely to be running XP in offices uh, than at home. So what they're saying is that the, the uh, increase in Windows 8 figures could be because over in the US, people are on holidays, so they're not using XP at work. <laughs> they're still using computers. They're using their Windows 8 at home. 
So that's where they're saying, well, you know, there's more hits from these these higher browsers. Um, so with a greater percentage of website visits coming from home users, Windows 8's sudden uplift could merely be a short-term seasonal boost, although we'll have to wait for next month's figures. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm just biting at the bit. You know, I can't wait. But yeah, so that's the that's apparently what goes on. They just measure these sort of things. But at the moment, looks like Windows 8 is... But, well, so it should, and, and so it will. Like it's the, the latest operating system, so you would expect it to, to climb over overall. Are you on eight yet, James? Yes, I didn't. No, that was that. Um, no, I'm not yet. No, but I mean, like, yeah, as I was just about to say, I mean, at one point, Vista was the latest and greatest, and that didn't get off the ground. Mm. Well, yeah, I don't know. Look, the lounge isn't too happy about Windows 8, but I've got Windows 8. What's wrong with it? That's all right. Just because your start button takes up the whole screen. That's all right. Yeah, I live with that. I don't need glasses when I'm looking at the start button. <laughs> but yeah, no, look, Windows 8's just, for mine, it's just as stable as Windows 7. Like, yeah, completely. Like, I've got no issues at all. Or apart from maybe there's a few peripherals that maybe drivers are still a bit dodgy. Uh and you know, and and I say that like as in the way I said that, I suppose you think that it might have been you know these little third party, little you know peripherals that you might buy, you know that do hardly anything. But I'm talking about my brother printer, you know that the that still doesn't work properly. But I've put the Windows Seven software drive slash driver on, and it's sort of okay. But little things like that. But you know these things, you know that printer's three years old anyway. But these things they'll improve. But Windows Eight, I don't know. Are you guys in the lounge skeptical? Jeez. Do you reckon that had anything to do with um, Barmer's departure? No, he's, I think his departure was more to do with the, the stupid tablet, the Surface, the, that Surface R. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that was, like, that was $1 billion, I think they pretty much said, well, that's enough of that. I'm not, I'm not continuing that. You know the Surface, the RT? That's not the, not the yeah. one that integrates with the rest of your Windows network. It's just a little Surface RT thing that just integrates with itself. That's, that's it. That was yeah, a bit of a waste of time, but yeah, he wasn't he, <laughs> he wasn't doing one of those heads. When, but anyway, he's uh he's he's gone. He's gone. He's 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 gone. But he's he, going. He yeah, he is going. But he is being um he is being replaced now. I suppose this this is probably the biggest story of the week. I guess. Well, let me have a look here. See if I got an image for you. Here we go. So the biggest story, I guess. And I'm not sure how much you know about this one, Shane, but the Microsoft Nokia buy. So you, I heard it on the news this morning, yeah. Yes, Microsoft uh, will take over Nokia's devices and services business for $7.9 billion, with Nokia CEO Stephen Elop stepping down from his role to return to Microsoft. So I take it that he's stepping down to return... For as Bill as Steve Barmer, is would that be is that right or not? I, I don't know. Um, I couldn't really find it. He was that. on the short list, he was. I know that's why I'm thinking maybe he's he's uh, he's done it. Who knows? But anyway, that's something we can look into. Uh, I couldn't see it in the in the couple of stories that I read, so I'm not sure what was happening with that. Um, the uh, yeah, it will see Microsoft. So they haven't bought the company Holders Bowlers, they've only bought a chunk of it. That's right. Well, sort of. That's right. And which led to my comment on the uh, on the Aussie Max Zone is that what they've spent eight billion and they're leasing. 
they're just leasing this thing for 10 years? Because the further, mm. further information, yeah, it says um, it will see Microsoft take over Nokia's mobile phones and smart devices, uh, business units, design team, operations, including all Nokia devices and services, production facilities, devices and services related sales, marketing and support functions. I'll tell you, some of these, these uh, contracts, they get a bit uh, involved, don't they? Uh, the operation to be transferred to Microsoft generated 50% of Nokia's net sales for 2012. Now, ELOP will depart Nokia to become, oh, here we go, the Executive Vice President of Devices and Services at Microsoft once the acquisition closes. So ELOP previously worked for Microsoft in 2008-2010, so it doesn't look like he's taken over old Steve's job. Because that's not what Steve was. He wasn't the vice president. No, he, was, yeah. he was the head honcho. Uh, I wonder if um, what this means also is that Windows Phone will only be available on Nokia um, devices and it won't be across the board like it is at the moment. That'd be short-sighted, wouldn't it? Like, do, you think, do you think they would limit it to that? Don't they want penetration, market penetration? And if they did, they'd have to obviously let it go onto other devices. Yeah. Because well, yeah, I mean, I suppose if you look at Google, I mean, they bought Motorola, but Android's still available on everything. Mm. Yeah, I don't think, I think, don't think that's, uh, yeah, I think they'll let it go on into other, other devices, surely, surely to goodness, surely, surely. Uh, yeah, so the, the transaction is expected to close in the first quarter of next year, and it's subject to Nokia shareholder approval. So I wonder what they think of all that. Uh, Nokia will grant Microsoft a 10-year non-exclusive patent license, while Microsoft will grant Nokia reciprocal rights to its HERE services, H-E-R-E. Microsoft will also become a licensee of HERE and will pay Nokia a four-year license. Jesus, complicated. <laughs> Microsoft will so also... it's a non-exclusive agreement by the sound of it. Yes. Yeah, that I'll, first bit that you read where Nokia is saying, okay, here's a non-exclusive patent license. Mm. So that means they could actually um, sell it license. to other people as well. Well, yes, that's how it reads, yes. But I suppose look, they might hold, they might hold some uh, patents that obviously have to be used by other people. I don't know. You know, like maybe they might hold a patent of, um, well, a handheld device with the numbers one to nine on it or something. <laughs> You know, so obviously the other everyone else has to use that. So maybe that's yeah. must be maybe why that's like that. Microsoft has also become a licensee of here and will pay. Yeah, blah blah blah. Uh, Microsoft will also be given a ten-year license to use the Nokia brand on current mobile products, but Nokia will continue to own and maintain its Nokia brand. Oh yeah, I got headache too. Who <laughs> looks like the la who's in the lounge got headache? Yeah, I think I got one too. <laughs> All right, that's too complicated. If you want to know more of that, good luck. Go and <laughs> read, read it. Hire a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, read it in the show notes and listen to it going to sleep a few times. And uh, meanwhile, I think this could be hopefully one of the last uh, Microsoft stories. Uh, Microsoft's first new gaming console in eight years, which is this new new beauty, ridgy, digi Xbox One, will go on sale on the 22nd of November in 13 countries. It has gone into full production. And pre-orders have so far outpaced the available supply to retail stores in most markets. And they've, uh, Microsoft have said, we have more pre-orders than any other Xbox console in history. Hmm. Many Are the games backwardly compatible? 
I think so. I think so. I think didn't Sony make that mistake? Well, not. Well, it was a mistake. I, I don't think they corrected. I don't. I think they wasn't their games not backwards compatible. I'm not sure. I'm not a. I'm not a big game head, so I don't know. No, no, I don't know. I'm just trying to work out because, I mean, but historically, the PS, the the Sony PlayStation's always been better from a hardware spec point of view than the the equivalent um, Xbox. So um, A, I'm wondering why the PlayStation never really took off. B, even when you sort of, when the launches first, you know, the two launches happened, everywhere you read, the majority of people were going to lean towards the the PlayStation. Mm. So if this story is true, what they're saying about, you know, the, the pre-orders and everything, I'm trying to think why would someone stick with, why would someone go with an inferior product only because they've already invested that much into the the ecosystem, and and if if the games that they've already got are compatible with it, mm. that's the only reason why you'd kind of stay with the product. Yeah, well, yeah. So I think backward compatibility. Well, Microsoft is known for that that need, isn't it? Like, look at Windows. I'm not sure if that extends to the Xbox, but but look at Windows. Like, you something that worked on Windows what 95 pretty much would work on Windows 8. You know, so yeah. that's still the the all the the well, I think it was it was Windows ninety five thirty two bit or was that even that wasn't three point one was sixteen bit wasn't it I think I can't remember yeah but uh, uh, I don't think you'd be I don't think you'd be punching a uh, Windows three point one bit of software into Windows eight because the whole layout is different the whole everything was different but uh, but yeah definitely Windows ninety five you could I reckon that'd still possibly work depends what it was. It'd still possibly work. It would work on XP, and what worked on XP would work now. So, yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Okay. Hmm. Um, what other little story did you have? Uh, the only other one that I had, and I can't remember if we did this one before I had my little week off or not, but I'm, we're going to do it again. Um, Aussie TV Network's reportedly working on a Netflix rival. Channel 7 and 9 are both working on a new Netflix rival uh, if a new report, which is now an old report probably, um, is to be believed. Basically, um, the two networks are joining forces um, to dominate the rebroadcasting rights surrounding their most popular local shows. Uh, so that's online rebroadcasting. Services like Netflix and Hulu uh, can't scoop them up uh, for cheap. So I think it's more of a way of protecting homegrown and home uh, home produced shows because it goes on to mention things like uh, Home and Away. Oh, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> hang on, that might not be let's one. Get, let's get a rerun of that, eh? Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> work on the uh, work on the new online platform, which would reportedly boast. Oh yeah, boast shows like Home and Away, which believe it or not, is Seven's most popular um, show on Catch Up, and it doesn't actually give an example for Channel Nine, but that would probably be. Uh, I don't know, probably get away or one of those. Hmm. Yeah, well, just reading. Yeah, we're saying that Home and Away is, is Seven's most popular catch-up show. Are you kidding? Jeez, yeah. the shows must be too on, popular. On, <laughs> on Saturdays, um, not that I watch it, but I'm led to believe. Oh yeah. Uh, on Saturdays, they um devote a whole pretty much you know couple of hours in the afternoon for Home and Away catch-up on Seven Two, I think it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. All right. So we just had confirmation from the lounge that yes, Windows three point one was 
an old 8 uh, eight and 16-bit operating system. So, yeah. Thank you, PA. Good work. I knew, I knew he'd know because he's got the Windows 3.1 on CD, believe it or not. I don't believe it, but he, he showed me a picture. All right. <laughs> Where are we? What else have we got here? Uh, let, me, let me pull one out. Uh, let me pull. How's, oh, let, everyone's been talking about watches, you know? Wearing watches. Google watches, Sony watches, everything watches. Well, Samsung and Qualcomm have actually revealed their smart watches. Now, the company's launched the devices at nearly the same time. Uh, at events in Berlin and San Diego. And some people, analysts, immediately questioned whether the devices were too costly, uh, expected to be around about Australian $327. Uh, you would be right. Yes, I think that's too much for me anyway. Uh, Samsung Galaxy Gear smartwatch works on an accessory to its market-leading Galaxy smartphone with a small screen offering basic functions such as photos, hands-free calling and instant messaging. So the gear will go on sale later this month in the US, uh, as we said for Australian about three twenty-seven. So look, I don't know. I don't think these are going to work for me. I don't, I don't know. Probably take me a while. But it sounds like that um, that that what you were just talking about is going to do what Will was talking about a couple of weeks ago, where he said that um, what he wants to be able to do that sort of thing is look at his watch and go, like if his phone's ringing, look at his watch and go, oh, yeah, no worries, I'll talk to that person mm. um, and that kind of thing. But wouldn't you just look at your uh, phone? But <laughs> No, I mean, I think he was sort of saying in the scenario where your phone's in your pocket and, you know, with him being a you know, mechanical type person mm. where he's got grease and crap all over his hands. Or he's got one of those whatever. What's he got here? One of those uh, Google oh, Nexus things. And, you know, they're, they're seven inches or something. <laughs> He's probably had to put it on the dashboard. That's what he wants to watch. So he doesn't have to get it out of the glove box or something when he wants to answer it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, the uh, Qualcomm's TOC, T-O-Q, I guess that's how you spell it, uh, can play music. Oh, nice. And uh, handle phone calls and messages. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> what, 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 why wouldn't it? That's what he'd be expecting. Uh, it will be the first smartwatch with a touch-enabled Mirasol colour screen that can be viewed easily in bright sunlight. Hmm. Right, I think I'll wait for about the 10th generation of watches here before I uh, do that. <laughs> and yes, Rennie P, you are right. Dick Tracy does live on. <laughs> he lives on in, in the, uh, the talk and the gear. He's in top gear. The Coalition... Oh, the election. That's right. It's this Saturday. I can't wait until it's over. I don't know. Is My everyone... wife's already voted. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'm... Oh, is, anyone... is everyone just sick of seeing them all over the TV all the time? I am. Uh, oh, we're, stuck. we're in that um, the blackout period now. So, yeah. No, I just pop up on all the shows now. No ads. They're just on like Big Brother. <laughs> and... <laughs> and they're just popping up, you know. You'll see them home and away. Woo! <laughs> Uh, now, the coalition, the dreaded internet filter. Yeah. Uh, the party said its proposal is a very different approach to the the very unliked uh, version that uh, the, the Labor Party had. Remember when Stephen Conroy was there under Julia, uh, which was abandoned as unworkable? Well, 
I think everyone told him that, didn't they, in the first two minutes? As soon, it didn't even actually finish coming out of Conroy's mouth. They go, that's unworkable. Internet filter. Mm. It, said it, it said it would work with internet service providers to develop online safety standards for fixed-line broadband services into homes. It went on to define standards as involving the major internet service providers providing home network filters for all the home broadband services. These filters would be switched on as the default unless the customer specifies otherwise. Now, that's good. If we're going to have to have one, let's have one that is, I don't mind it being on by default. You know, you don't switch it off. Have that as a tick in the in your in your sign up. But yeah, so look, it has to be there, has to be there. But that's a that's a good way around it. You can get out of it uh, or proves they are over eighteen. The coalition said yes. Uh, smartphone users under the age of eighteen would have adult content filters applied to their mobile services by default. According to this uh, policy, the coalition said it would work with mobile phone operators in, to install the filters onto the handsets. It also, what, what, what are they going to do? You know, like, are they just going to, you know, I think, wasn't it back in 2010, uh, Joe Hockey said that, you know, it's really not the responsibility of the government to police these sort of things. You know, he, he wanted to move the, the onus more back towards the parents, but obviously now mm. their, their position has changed a little bit. Uh, the coalition said that blah, blah, blah. It also plans to introduce legislation to force social media sites operating in Australia to take down harmful material quickly. The coalition said it would define specific rules for takedown system within six months of coming to power. I don't know if they could force Facebook to take stuff down or Google or Twitter. Do you think? Unless no. maybe the account can be proven to be emanating from Australia. I don't... Then they don't have no jurisdiction over Facebook. That's, we pick on that because that's where most of the, you know, the the um, tribute pages go to and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, 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 I don't think that they can do that. The closest they'd be able to get, like you said, is if the if the person or people behind the page happen to be Australian, then they could come from from the angle of you know, okay, this is an Australian based page it's run by Australian based people. Yeah. Even though it's hosted on a service overseas, um, you know, our laws sort of say, yeah, our laws kind of overrule it. Kind of, there'd be agreements and all that kind of stuff that mm. would um, kick in. I, I've done a lot of, I, I want to approach this election having done a lot of research and, and um, yeah, research into it rather than just going, I'm going to vote for this party because I've always voted for this party. Yeah, that's good. Go and, it surprises me that the Liberal Party would actually be that because they're, from what I know, their ethos is to, you know, allow the people to make their own mind mm. up and all that kind of crap. Well, yes, that's right. So maybe... Where's Eric when you need him? Yeah, <laughs> he'd put us straight. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd say that, uh, yeah, the, the coalition is for less government involvement in your life and the Labor Party is more involvement in your life. Uh, I'd rather less to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but you know that but I suppose at the end of the day you've got to you got to weigh up for yourself what you think is better for you and what you think is better for the country in your opinion. So and that will probably ultimately decide which way you want to cast your vote. Uh, but it's going to be interesting on Saturday. So uh, look, I've got another little election story here. Yeah, if you don't know who to vote for, maybe have you considered these three parties? There is 
the Future Party. The Future Party markets itself as a group of technophiles, promoting the belief that our quality of life is improved primarily through technological developments. They sound all right, don't they? It is pushing Mm -hmm. tech-friendly reforms across a number of policy areas, such as mandatory computer programming. Ooh, studies for early high schoolers. Wow, what's that? Year nine. Programming, year nine. Installation of smart meters in all homes and businesses and warrant restricted access to private browsing data Mm, by law enforcement agencies. Oh, there you go, the future party. The Senator Online... S-O-L, <laughs> S-O-S if they got in, I think. S-O-L <laughs> will, as far as practical, for every bill put to Parliament, summarise the arguments in a fair, unbiased and concise manner. An online poll will be conducted in which all poll members who have access to the internet can vote for or against the proposed bill. So there you go, that's fair. So we vote these people in to make decisions on our behalf and we have to make the decisions anyway. And Yes, yes, that's right. So we'll vote, we, we'll, we'll vote in the poll and that determines what what things they do. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So anyway, that's the, I've never heard of these. And oh, the good old Pirate Party. The Pirate Party has been outspoken in its opposition to what it sees as the gradual and unjustified encroachment of national security into civil liberties. Please, (laughs) particularly, I don't like that word, (laughs) particularly in the (laughs) online world. Um, What's this? Reventing warrantless monitoring of internet use, banning mandatory internet censorship, and legislatively protected net neutrality, which would outlaw discrimination when it comes to internet speed. The party has also taken a stance against what it sees as an uncompetitive corporate tax rates and software patents. You know, these got <laughs> these parties, like seriously, like who's their treasurer? You know, who's going to be the, well, you know, they the just stand for one minister. thing. Yeah, they're, they're, exactly. They just stand for one thing, and do they get paid for doing this? Like, if you go, oh, I'm going to go on the, I'm going to put my name up, I want to be elected in. Like, do they actually get paid? I don't know if they, if they do or not. I think they've got to have so many number of members to even form a party. Maybe they yeah, might. Yeah, you've got to have 500. Maybe you might get 500 bucks. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But anyway, uh, what was that other little story you had, Shane, this week? Another little story I had um, was Google's iOS Authenticator update nuked user data before being pulled. This is a story about a... Um, a Google app, Google's updated authenticator app for iPhone rolled out last night, which is a couple of nights ago now, bringing new retina graphics for iPhone 5 users. Unfortunately, it also brought a nasty little glitch that wiped out users' account info, forcing Google to pull the app from the app store. Sweet. Apparently, users who installed the new update found all the services they connected to for connected to the two-factor authentication app disconnected, forcing them uh, to start from scratch setting up account info. Google says it is working on a new version and won't split out all your data. That won't sp- spit out all your data. Oh, good. 
<laughs> oh, let's let's hope so. Now, are you into the yeah. apps? Did you download that app, or was it pulled before you sort of got into it? No, it, um, yeah, it got pulled before I went and had a look. Mm. So that's why I don't really know too much about it, other than it's obviously some sort of um, another level of authentication that mm. um, yeah, that's so, supposed to be good for you. Now, do you know Shane? And I, I know you do know, but does everyone else know that every day on Facebook? Uh, Warlock, remember Warlock? He's on the Aussie Mac Zone. Every day, he will put up an Android app of the day. Normally, you would pay for it, but for that day that you see it come up on the Facebook, Aussie Techheads Facebook, then it will be free. So keep an eye out for those. Go to, make sure you go to the Facebook every day or make sure that the uh, the feed is comes up in your feed, the, the, you know, the posts come up in your feed, and you'll get it. There's also an iOS app of the day that I put in there every day. So, yeah, two apps. In the in the Facebook thing, yeah. Hey, so that's a uh, Facebook dot com forward slash Aussie Techhead. So yeah, jump into that. Now there's a birthday this month. Did you know that? And there's a birthday next month. There's probably heaps of them. <laughs> but there's an important one next month. Oh, who? Next October. Yeah. Who's whose birthday? Mine? Yours. Oh, right. <laughs> Oh, that per- that that important person. Kind of got subtle hands here, Glenn. <laughs> next month, oh, happy birthday for next month. Will you be in America for your birthday? Yes, I will be for my fortieth. Oh, jeez. Now everybody knows when it is, how old I am. I expect birthday cards. Yes. Oh, here you go. Not recycled ones. There you go. I'll send you the badge. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you, this 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 is 50 years old this month. Now, I'll, I'll give it to you in a, you, you'll never guess it, but I'll give it to you in a bit of a what am I. It's a what, okay? I was invented by Edward Craven Walker, was, uh, and my creator was inspired to, cre- to invent me after admiring an oil and water-based ornament he had spotted on display in the Country Inn. And in in September 1963, he set up a company now known as Mathmos uh, to research, develop, and most importantly, market my invention, or market me. In the mid-1960s, we made our first TV appearance on the set of Doctor Who. Yeah! Oh, yeah, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> well, you will, because it's the lava lamp. I am the lava lamp. That's right, 50 oh, wow. years ago, 1960s icon. You can see in the back there, those lava lamps. First appearance on TV. Another I like first. them. Yeah, another first for the Doctor. Good stuff. He probably zipped back, you know, time, whatever, does all the time things. Uh, yeah, so how cool is that? Lava lamp. Now, also, something probably unexpected is Google has named their next version of Android KitKat. How does that one work? Oh, I saw part of this story and I saw the KitKat part of it and kind of got the gist that they were obviously going to be in dispute over naming rights and that kind of crap, but Mm. I didn't realise that's what they were doing. Google said earlier this week that that version 4.4 of its OS would be called KitKat. Now, you'd be thinking, hey, how are they able to do that? You know, someone probably owns the rights and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the trademark is owned by someone, of course, which would be Nestle, I think it is. But Google partnered 
with them to do the promotion. The whole thing was Google's idea, according to a BBC report, and no money changed hand between the company. But seriously, if you're a Kit Kat, that would be an excellent thing to have happen, I reckon. Wouldn't it? Like, that's geez. why they didn't say, yeah, no worries, just do it for nothing. That right, that's right. Don't worry about paying. <laughs> that's right. And uh, and look, Milo, we've got, a, we've got an active lounge. Uh, I mean, uh, Shane, we've got an active lounge here. Milo wants to know, is Elvis still alive? And then going to go and see him in Vegas. Uh, no, I'm not going to Vegas. I'm only going to um, – Vegas was on the v- first version of the trip, hmm. and so was San Francisco. But oh. I lost both those arguments. So now we're just going to go to L.A., San Diego, and then back to L.A. again. Oh, right, right. And PA's going to Memphis next year. Good on you. Good on you. <laughs> yeah. Maria actually wants to go to see Grace Lens because she's a, um, you know, an Elvis fanatic. But mm. um, probably not somewhere where you want to drag kids and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to wait for them to mm. you know, get old enough and, and leave home like at 15. Can't and then... <laughs> Kick him out at 15. Can't you get a, a live Memphis or live Graceland cam? I think it points down to the chapel or something. There's a live cam. I've looked it up. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's a, Google live Graceland cam. I, I don't know. Probably still there. Who knows? I saw it ages ago. But it's probably still there. Uh, now, getting down to one of the last stories of the night. Probably will be the last story. Another global phenomenon of a firm is opening up here in Australia and it's Twitter. It, it is formally opened its offices in Sydney this week. Those staff have been working from the building for several weeks. Well, there you go. Good old Twitter in lovely Sydney. Twitter also confirmed on Monday it had appointed former Google Asia Pacific executive Karen Stocks as its Australian managing director. The move comes as Twitter seeks to grow its pool of around 2 million Australian users and increase advertising revenue. There you go. I didn't know exactly how you could advertise on Twitter and how they would make how they make their money, but I, I saw through the week was it some disgruntled British Airways traveller? Oh yeah, lost his baggage, and he tweeted a an adverse tweet, but he actually he paid he paid for it to be uh, not retweeted. I'm not sure how it works. I haven't really gone into how you do this sort of thing on Twitter. But he, anyway, he paid Twitter for it to appear on British Airway customers or British Airways uh, Twitter followers stream. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not sure how much he paid or anything like that. But <laughs> yes, oh, PA's found the Graceland cam. It's still alive. It's still up and running. <laughs> It's still there. It's probably coming up to morning, PA. I wonder if they, you might see the shimmering shadow of the of the big guy walk past every now and then, you know, if you look closely. <laughs> and then a couple of donuts rolling past. <laughs> oh, his famous hamburger. Oh, that's right. And uh, what did he love? He loved the his, his deep fried bananas or something. Oh, yeah, it was some weird crap like that. Yeah, yeah, didn't he have like a big bun? Then he put like banana on it, uh, fried banana. Or was it just banana, then jam, then bacon, and then he deep fried it with the bun and everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he loved it. He loved it. And you know what? It'd be bloody nice, I reckon. <laughs> but you wouldn't be able to eat too many of them. <laughs> but, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be good. It'd be lovely. Yum, yum, yum. All right. Well, I think that's about it. I think that's about it. What else, what else can we talk about, Shane? What what's um what what is what's uh 
I was going to say, yeah, so you're going to America. And so, so where are you? You're not going to Vegas. So we're, no, we're going to do a week in LA around um, and staying around the Anaheim area to obviously do the Disneyland thing for the kids. Hmm. And from there, we're also doing a tour down to Legoland, right. which is um, about halfway between LA or between Anaheim and San Diego, but we're doing it from Anaheim and going back. Hmm. Uh, we might, we've got a couple of free days in there. I, um, I sent an email out to um, the guys from, you know, that I've done the interviews with to let them know that I'm going to be in town, but haven't heard anything back from them. Um, but don't really not hold hmm. my breath to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we're going down to San Diego for a week, right? And doing the whole um, the zoo, the oh, safari yeah. thing, which is part of the zoo, Sea World. Uh, and then we're going back to LA and doing the um, staying in Hollywood or North Hollywood. Yeah, nice. And doing um, the studios, doing hope. Hopefully, we'll get down to Venice Beach. Um, going to I wanted to go to Planet Hollywood, but apparently all those restaurants are closed down. So mm. going to try and get to Hard Rock. Mm. Um, there's a good one on Hollywood Boulevard, apparently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so good. yeah, should be so, good. And this, you're Can't going wait. next month. Next month. That's soon. Yeah, fly out on the night of fly out from Perth on the Wednesday night, which is the second, I think. Yeah, um, nice. it's kind of like one of those midnight crossover things. Yeah, right. And then we get into Sydney at about half past six in the morning. Jump on the flight to LA at ten o'clock, but then we get to LA at about half past six that morning because of the whole international dateline thing. Mm, mm. So, but then on the way back, we lose a day. Mm. Keep away from this guy. He's scary. <laughs> 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 Oh, so I just put up another scary picture of Steve Barmer. So, <laughs> looks like he needs some Cinecot. Yes. Oh, he's provided us with a few laughs, that guy, hasn't he? He's just, uh, yeah, he's done well. He's done well. Who, who Who's going to be the, the, the um, yeah, the, the pick-on dude now at Microsoft? <laughs> Bill uh, Gates. Was we, he one of the originals? Yeah, I think so. He, well, he went, he, yeah, he was a, he went way back, way back. With Bill. Okay. Yeah, he was back there somewhere. Yes, all right. So that's about does everything. Don't forget you can find us on the Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Aussie TechEds and also youtube.com forward slash Aussie TechEds or see the uh, video off the homepage at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. So wherever you are, whatever you do, just uh, we're everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. You mentioned Join the radio? Um, oh, no, I might not have. But the, the Aussie Tech Radio, which is starting to go great guns. Where is that? Shoutcast 24-7. And if you don't know what a 24-7 shoutcast is, well, go and have a look. ATH Radio. Uh, oh, it's not. It's AussieTechRadio.com, actually. Aussie Tech Radio. A-U-S-S-I-E. Tech T E C H radio.com. Now there's look, there's heaps of shows on there. We've got uh we got uh clearances from all those top shows. Techwebcast.info, another great little Australian podcast that uh, pumps out every Saturday, I think they record, and they've got like a new guest every week, which is is interesting. Uh, there's the uh two guys talking tech, there's the Aussie Max Zone, there's us, there's the Dusty Cartridge, there's uh the Ozdroid, there's Geek Sphere. I blind tech, gas little shows, you know. Uh, there's also cool blind tech. So yeah, there's, there's heaps of shows, and they just run twenty four seven. So they're on like a, a reel and sort of thing, sort of kind of. And then depends when you log in, 
when you tune in, that's what you get. You know, it just keeps going round and round and round. And if you have a show, if you've got an audio podcast, uh, you'd like to put up there uh, this particular point in time it probably has to be like tech related obviously because it's aussie tech radio but uh look we uh, send me a, an email glenn at aussietechheads.com.au and even if it's not tech just send it to me anyway and you know we we could put it in there just for a bit of variety or something like that but uh but yeah aussie tech radio if you want the instructions on the website when you get there aussietechradio.com you'll find how to download it to uh, or how to set up your smartphone so you can do it just download an app search for aussie tech heads bang uh, or you can listen, as soon as you load that page up, it'll start streaming. So it's 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 good. Uh, and that's probably about it. Don't forget the, if you're looking for the web, if you're looking for a web page hosting environment, uh, athwebhosting.com.au. So we'll see you right with a nice, some space, you know, from 595, but normally 695, if you, that's, that's the plan that most people go for. It's got, uh, it's got a fair bit of space in it and some bandwidth, enough bandwidth to do you for a while unless you get real big. Then if you get real big, we'll put some ads on your page. Then you can go to the next plan. All right. You got it? Cool. All right. You can find me. I'm using my own personal Twitter now. So you can follow, so follow me, please, if you like. Uh, it's probably... Yeah, I'm trying to just separate because the Twitter was at Aussie Tech Ads, but now the at Aussie Tech Ads is for the show. Okay, and at Glenn Goodman, two ends on Glenn. So at Glenn, everyone's got, everyone's got a, something about their name, haven't they? <laughs> that you got to explain. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so at uh, Glenn Goodman and Shane, where can people find you on the Twitters? You can get me at Shane nineteen seventy three and Shane with a Y. That's right. But you can just e- email us anyway at uh, whoever we are: Shane, Glenn, Eric. Will, Warlock, Jason, whatever, at uh, aussietechheads.com.au if you need to get in touch with us. Okie doke. Good, 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 good. And I think I've mentioned everything now. I think I've plugged everything, haven't I? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just, done. just about out. Yeah. One more look at the webpage. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so until next week. Subliminal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> until next week. Thanks, Shane, for coming in, giving us your time. No worries. Another Thursday night. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks to the lounge for coming in. Quite active in there tonight. Quite quite uh, snuggly by the looks of it. And thanks to you guys <laughs> also for watching or for listening on the uh, downloads, iTunes or wherever. All right. Until next episode, which will be next Thursday, live here at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash live. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Yeah.